this summer. Your local movie theater will become a tent revival for proclaiming Jesus. And you're invited to be a part of this unique evangelistic campaign. Join with believers nationwide for the Million Souls campaign to bring unsaved family and friends to watch the powerful new movie, The Firing Squad, starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. The Firing Squad tells the incredible true story about prisoners who find faith in the face of execution and transform their prison in the process. As the movie ends, co-star Kevin Sorbo comes on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ, providing an on-site opportunity to introduce family and friends to the message of Jesus. Go to FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how you can receive free tickets and more to the Firing Squad and participate in this unique theater event. Bring your friends and your family and bring your faith. That's FiringSquadFilm.com to learn more. Well, hello, America, and welcome to Wednesday. We've got quite a show for you today. We're going to start by really understanding what Michelle Obama meant when she said this. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our Mm. conversation. Uh, We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. If we're going to fundamentally transform America... Barack Anu, you had to change everything. Well, have you heard the latest from the world of sports? Have you heard the latest from your schools and your teachers unions? Have you seen the latest on how we're changing our language according to Rutgers University? I mean, everything is changing. And we can't stand around and allow this to happen. So what can you do? Well, we begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Keeping detailed track of everything that's going on in your business is vital, especially now that we're starting to bring the economy back online. But it's also difficult to do, particularly the more departments you have. uh, You need to be able to communicate with one another. I know that for years I wanted just a dashboard, something I could see where I could see all of the aspects of our business. How do I how do I measure what we're going to do if I don't know everything that is going on? Well, we found one. It's from NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control that you can manage every last penny that goes through your business with precision. Remember, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. So I want you to go right now and join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite just like I do to go faster with confidence. NetSuite, NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies that people are using to open up their business again. The guide is called seven actions businesses need to take. Now, if you just schedule your free product tour, you're going to get that for free. It's at netsuite.com slash back netsuite.com slash back. Get your free guide, schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com slash back tonight. The lies, the politics, the so-called experts who distort science. Uh, we're not going to use our children as guinea pigs. The level of agita that Trump and DeVos are creating for parents and teachers are terrible. Why would a politician do that? Is the media endangering our children to score points against Trump? Glenn takes on coronavirus facts without the fear. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. So 
I have talked to you for a very long time about a prompting that I had uh, to preserve history. This is 15 years ago. And all I heard was clay pots. That's all I heard. Clay pots. And I'm like, what? what, what I don't even know what that means. Clay pots. You mean like the Dead Sea Scrolls? What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to take the Constitution, put a, find a cave, and put the Constitution in a cave? That Clay pots. What does that mean? Could you be more specific? I'm, I'm one of your least bright children. You know that just by that sentence. So... <sighs> I started preserving things. We've we've started a museum now, um, and we just built a, a gigantic vault that can take pretty much anything. Um, and we're doing our best to preserve. Well, when we started in on the changing our history and changing our traditions, everything is changing. You know, you're not going to be able to go to a football game or a baseball game and not get inundated with this new political nonsense. This isn't even a conversation. This is indoctrination from start to finish. They're indoctrinating us on what they want us to believe. Uh, and you're not going to be able to escape it. And nothing is coming back. None of this will come back unless we preserve it and we start standing up for it. And I know there's a lot to stand up on because everything is changing. But this is this is the the most well laid plan I've ever seen. So when they started taking the Land of Lakes, you know, Indian off of the Land of Lakes butter, uh, they started taking Aunt Jemima out of the stores. Aunt Jemima was a real person with a real with a great story. She was born in a log cabin. She was she was a slave. She was freed. Then she became a very successful entrepreneur. Aunt Jemima was a real person. And we're just erasing it, just erasing it. So my wife and I thought, what else is going to be erased? What 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 is going to be left at the end of this? And we immediately started thinking about the great American art and the art that tells our story. The Norman Rockwells and the and many of the illustrators, honestly, from the uh, turn of the century. All of this stuff is going to be lost. So we started to collect things that are controversial, shall we say, in today's world. And if I have to put it into a clay pot and, and hide them in a cave, so when a generation that is sane eventually comes about, we will not forget, the world will not forget who America was, what America was. I'm telling you, we're 20 years away from not believing that we went to the moon. So... Yesterday, I, I, and I want to share this with you because I want to show you that we each have a role to play and we can each do what we can do. I'm going to show you what I'm doing and then ask you, what can you do? What can you preserve? What books, what history, what art, what, what anything? What can you preserve? Because we need to preserve it because it will be gone for the next generation. So two things came in um, yesterday 
uh, to my house and I wanted I wanted to show them uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there was a there was a painting that I could not believe was not was not selling. And there's a couple of reasons for it. But one of them, I think, is just the nature of the painting. It's of slaves. And can we put that? Can we put that painting up? Nope, not that one. The other one. This is. Um, do you have the other one? Uh, it's a. Uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, it's a Winslow Homer. Now, Winslow Homer, if you know anything about the art world, he is he is, uh, I mean, American classic. I mean, there's I mean, there's very few painters that are even in his category. Um, this came up for auction and like nobody's bidding on it. I'm like, wait, nobody's why it's a Winslow Homer. Why is no one? I called art experts and I'm and I'm like, what you know, what's the deal and blah, blah, blah. And they said, wait, what it's it's what? I told them and they said, uh, if you don't get it, I will get it. It is it is called Upland Cotton. And I just want to tell you the story and show you if we begin to erase things, how much we lose. Winslow Homer in 1875 or 79 goes down south. He is an abolitionist. He, I think, grew up in Massachusetts or Maine, someplace up in the northeast. He comes down to the South because he wants to paint the story of Reconstruction. And this one in particular, he painted, I think, a couple of paintings. This one in particular is really interesting because it has a lot of different stories attached to it. But if you look at the image, you see this woman, this old black woman who looks like, you know, dressed like Aunt Jemima, if you will. She is bending down and she is still in the fields now this is a painting of what was going on during reconstruction you'll notice that her body is if you're looking at it she is at the horizon level and she's bent down looking at the ground then there's another figure behind her appears to be a mulatto uh woman uh standing up and she's standing up erect she's over the horizon and she's looking out so what this painting is showing is that reconstruction isn't working because they're still in doing the same things. The older generation is still there. They don't know what to do. They are just still there. And the youth is looking to the future, but they are still trapped there. How is this a bad idea? How is this? Here's a white man telling uh, the nation what's what's really going on this painting at one time hung in the national gallery of art it's insane it's insane that it's now over my fireplace it's insane let me show the other one this one is from the illustrators i love american illustration this is from about 1919 this is from uh uh edward brewer he was he was a forerunner of norman rockwell etc etc this is an ad okay this is when ads had to be uh, oil paintings this is an ad of the cream of wheat guy sitting in um, a hotel room or lobby it's snowing on the outside and there he is sitting with a group of kids and the the caption underneath just says Alibaba and the 40 thieves. Now, the cream of wheat guy being removed. OK, 
okay? Can't have this black man. L- look at him. Look at him. What is he serving all of these white children? L- let me just tell you a little story. The cream of wheat had a figure before this figure who was racist. And he was like, it's they tell me it has vitamins in it. I don't know. Uh, but if vitamins are bugs, well, they don't they don't have any bugs in it. I mean, it's really, really. But in 1900, they realized how racist that was. And the company jettisoned that. So in 1900, they took a picture of this guy. This is a real guy. His name is Frank White. He, he was born in Barbados in 1867. By 1879, I think, he, um, he and his family moved to the United States. So now here's a black family that realizes that America is free and there's better opportunity in America than there is in Barbados. So they moved to Barb. They moved to the United States. By 1890, he becomes a citizen. By uh, by 1900, he is a world class, famous chef in Chicago. He then opens up his own business. He's an entrepreneur. 1900, they come to him because he's well known. Can we take your picture? Would you like to be the face of cream of wheat? He says yes. The guy dies in 1938, okay? He, he is always at that time known as the guy from the cream of wheat box. Everybody loves him. He is famous. He was successful. He was an entrepreneur. They're now taking his face off. Well, you know what happened in 2007? A white guy, I think, named Jesse Lasorda. He's a family researcher. He, he stumbles upon the grave of Frank L. Wright and, and, and thinks is that that's the cream of wheat guy, right? So he does research on him, finds this little grave with barely a marker on it. He raises the money to put a nice monument. This is in 2007, a nice grave marking with the cream of wheat face on it, yada, yada, yada. This guy in 2007 said we were about to lose his grave marking. We were about to lose his story. So we preserved it in 2007. And now, now, now it's I guess now it's just too darn racist to even uh, to even show and have on a box. We are erasing really good history. We're erasing who we used to be. We cannot find our way to the future if you don't know where you came from. I went around my house yesterday and I realized almost everything that I own is now being deemed racist. Everything that I have collected about American history is deemed racist. Gang, there's nothing left if we allow this to happen. There's nothing left. I don't know if we can fight and win. Um, We have to do our best on that. We have to start standing up and speaking out and not being afraid of the consequences. But we also have to preserve things ourselves. I don't know what interests you in American history. I don't know if it's books. It can be new books. It doesn't have to be old. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't. It just has to tell the story of America. But preserve it. 
please keep a journal and preserve what's happening at this time, because all of these things are going to be erased. The story told in the future, if they win, will not be the story that you and I are living right now. You and I are seeing the 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 cities in our in our country run by Democrats being burnt to the ground. That's not going to be the history will be. These were peaceful protests and the United States government came in and started setting the country on fire and it was out of control. And so these these heroes of Antifa stood up against it and they they were the ones to save us from the evils of this republic that had gone awry. That's the story that's going to be told. You must preserve the truth. Newspapers. Uh, video uh, dvds whatever it is you can do please please preserve it all right uh, more in just a second i want to talk to you a little bit about uh zip recruiter uh, uh hiring pardon me sarah Oh, it's Norton 360. I'm sorry. Norton 360. If you've uh, uh, recently uh, gotten a new device, uh, you're leaving your personal information exposed to cyber criminals. Uh, things like new phones and computers and tablets, they are often easy to hack into. Uh, and you'll have ransomware, malware, spyware, the works, and you need somebody watching over. Norton 360 is the toolbox, and you can add more tools as you go along if you feel you need them. But it's the toolbox that you need to fight against existing and emerging threats that could put your personal information at risk. You're going to get a VPN that uses bank-grade encryption to keep your information, things like logins and passwords. It'll be more secure and private when you're on Wi-Fi. It even helps you when you're on public Wi-Fi, which is the most dangerous of all. Check out Norton 360 today. You'll be glad you did. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is the powerful ally for your cyber safety. You can get up to 50% off now with your first year with an annual subscription subscription at norton.com slash beck that's norton.com slash beck save 50 percent now norton.com slash beck 10 seconds station id You know, it's you know, what's amazing is uh, right now when we have all of this stuff going on, we have a Democratic candidate who is is from those times and has one of the most hair raising uh, racist remarks ever uh, at the tribute to Robert Byrd. Do you remember Senator Robert Byrd? He was a grand wizard in the Klan in the clan and what happened well he was allowed to be the leadership in the senate for the uh, democrats until he died who who gives a, a just a stunning stunning um eulogy joseph robinette biden and the things he said Stu, correct me if i'm wrong uh, stunning Especially today. Especially today. I mean, you have a you have people on breakfast cereals getting canceled. We have a presidential candidate from one of the two major parties who eulogized a KKK member 
in nothing but glowing terms, no reference to all of the really terrible things he did. In fact, he specifically praised his determination in his younger years uh, during the eulogy. Uh, he fought, fought for his people. Fought, fought, he mentioned that twice. He, was, he had a nonstop determination fighting for his people. Um, he kept saying his people. And again, this is a guy with a history of racist remarks. Um, and, and most recently, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. Uh, all the way back to, I mean, go back to the 70s and you can find uh, all sorts of racist comments. Like he, he didn't want his people, uh, this is Joe Biden, didn't want his people living in a racial jungle. Uh, created by uh you know busing oh my gosh this is all there all real and and then he comes out and eulogizes this guy uh now this is something you know remember just going back to trent lott years ago when he went to strom thurman's 100th birthday and basically said oh well you know here's some nice things about uh you know he was a he was a great guy strom thurman the same type of thing got him to lose his job in the senate and eventually his political career was destroyed uh, because of that incident for just praising a guy at a birthday party this is the same thing except you know, the guy wasn't even standing there. I mean, the guy's the guy's dead. Wouldn't even have been an awkward moment to mention, I don't know, his nonstop racism about how he was worried yeah. about how the country would be taken over by ra- uh, race, racial mongrels. And he'd rather have old glory never return uh, than, uh, than see that happen. This guy is one of the worst racists Jeez. in our country's history. And he praised him nonstop at his eulogy. An amazing moment that for some reason is not getting the attention it, it deserves. Mm-hmm. 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 I, gee, I wonder mm-hmm. I wonder why <laughs> yeah. I wonder why Meanwhile the training continues Remember the gym up in uh, New Jersey That refused to bow Well They're still refusing to bow But it has gotten serious I mean we're talking jail time now We have this the gym owner the Next program. Hiring employees is challenging during the best of times. I don't know if you've taken a peek out the window lately or not, but these are not the best of times. On top of all the other difficulties, trying to find the best person for the job in the era of COVID-19 also means things like knowing when it's safe to reopen your doors. So wouldn't it be great if somebody could come and take that burden off of your shoulders? I mean, maybe maybe give you a little space to breathe, be able to put the right amount of thought into that next hire before committing to it. This is where ZipRecruiter comes in. This is where they absolutely shine. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's a track record that is really hard to beat. I know because we've done it ourselves. We've hired through ZipRecruiter. Why not let ZipRecruiter help you carry the load? Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Go there now. Let ZipRecruiter rock your world and find the right employee for your business. By the way, all the details on that uh, Biden speech are on YouTube. We just search for Stu and the show is called Biden and the KKK. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the program. We have Ian Smith on us uh, on our program. He is uh, the owner of the Attilus Gym. 
this is the gym that uh, went up against the New Jersey uh, governor and was defying the shutdown order. When we first talked to him, uh, it was when he first got into this uh, squabble and the police at first said they're not going to do anything. Then they started doing things. He has bent over backwards to make sure that everybody is safe. Um, and now we're now they've been arrested uh, over this. Ian's with us now. Hi, Ian. Hi, Glenn. Good morning. Welcome back to the uh, program. So tell me what the latest is and what you guys are facing. Uh, okay, so last time we spoke, I think we were about midway through the week that we uh, they, we had first opened in May. Um, and like you said, at first the police weren't doing anything, and then Governor Murphy put the screws to them and, and um, threatened to withdraw funding from the from the department if they didn't hand out citations. So we were getting hit with citation after citation. Uh, that week, my partner and I got 12 in total. Um, <clears throat> and then the, the health department was then weaponized against us, and eventually by the end of the week, Governor Murphy got... Uh, Judge Robert Lugie, uh, who is sort of his right-hand man and signs off on anything that he wants, uh, to shut us down via a court order and had our locks physically changed on us by the end of the week. Um, we worked through the court system, and um, it took about a little over a month to get them opened, uh, and then we resumed operations uh, outside and then eventually inside on July 4th. Um, July 4th, we said we had, we had enough of sort of dragging the entire gym outside, and we decided, you know, what better day to get arrested than Independence Day. Um, so that, that didn't come mm. for almost another two, two weeks. And on uh, Monday morning this week, um, after we lost a contempt of court case uh, last Friday, um, in which the governor requested that the judge grant him uh, extraordinary measures to stop us. Um, uh, my partner and I had removed the doors from the building uh, so that they could not physically change our locks. We had two weeks' worth of clothing, and we were prepared to stay inside for as long as possible until we were forcibly removed. Uh, we were inside for four days, and come Monday morning at 510 uh, in, in the a.m., um, the county sheriffs uh, came in with the county prosecutor uh, and had us forcibly removed, handcuffed, arrested, uh, and uh, booked, while uh, Governor Murphy then constructed a, a plywood barrier over where our doors used to be. Uh, we were charged with so, three charges. They are, they're extremely petty charges. They're fourth-degree obstruction, uh, fourth-degree disorderly persons, and uh, a, uh, a violation of an Emergency Powers Act, which is such an archaic statute that uh, my partner and I had a good laugh as we were sitting in the holding cell because the police were trying to put it into the computer, um, and it's such an archaic statute that the computer didn't even recognize what it was, so they had to write it manually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so what are you guys really facing now, Ian? Um, actually, today we have um, we have our hearing on those first twelve charges. Um, so, uh, I guess we'll kind of see what what comes with that. You know, how the judges want to handle that. Um, oddly enough, we are the only cases in the entire state that have not been dismissed by the attorney general. Um, all of the cases that that went with the um, the George Floyd protests. Uh, for rioting and, and protesting all got dismissed. Um, however, uh, Frank and I's uh, charges have remained firm and they will not be dropping them. They're looking to prosecute us. Um, and I guess we'll see how that turns out today. Uh, and then on top of that, we got three new charges each on Monday. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that turns out. It's probably going to be a lot of fines. 
um, potential jail time, I guess, if, if he wants to go and, and, and do that. Um, it is in, it is in the, you know, the statute that we could potentially face some jail time for it, but I guess we'll see. Boy, you want to talk about fairness and equality um, when you've got one group of people treated one way and another uh, treated the way you're treated. Uh, there is no such thing as real justice. We are in the land of social justice now. Um, so, uh, I mean, you're, you're facing possible jail time. Nobody wants to go to jail. Why are you doing this? Um, you know, I, I said it on Tucker Carlson the other night. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid of, of tyrants. Um, you can threaten me with jail time. You can threaten me with financial ruin. Um, but what I'm, what I'm standing for is, is what I believe in my heart, and I think what most Americans believe to be right. Um, these shutdowns are unconstitutional. Um, they are a, very clearly a power grab and very clear, clearly a political play um, by certain individuals in politics. Um, and I won't stand for it. You won't ruin my life. Um, <clears throat> To, to use me as fodder in a political war. Um, I'll stand up to that any day of the week, regardless of the consequences, um, because that, that just doesn't scare me. It scares most people. Is it? Do you think that's why they're coming after you so hard, is you've got to shut down anybody who shows no fear? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, think, I think that the longer... Um, the longer that people uh, like myself uh, and my partner, because we are, we're, we're not the only ones, although, although we may be few and far between, um, the longer that people like us stand up, the more it, um, it, it builds the confidence and removes the fear from other people. And I think that mm-hmm. uh, they, are des- they are desperate to shut that down because every day that I speak and every day that people discover my social media and see what's happening to me and the fact that we just keep going, it, it, it weakens their their hold uh, over the you know the American psyche. They have this this fear um, that that grips most people, um, and I think that they rely heavily on that fear. And every day that I keep talking, um, they're losing that. Um, so I, th- I think they are in a mad dash to shut us up. You had a lot of people from the community, in fact, not just your community, from all over America that came to support. Tell me about the people who are showing up and have shown up. We have met um, so many amazing people through all of this, um, people from all walks of life, um, <clears throat> people from all ends of the political spectrum, too, um, which, which I thought was, was interesting. You know, we've had uh, veterans, cops, firefighters, people that serve the community and serve their country. You know, we've had people that, that kind of fall more on the left, you know, at, at least on the moderate side of the left, come out and show us support because in their hearts they know what's happening is wrong, too. Um, so the, the range of support has been absolutely incredible. You know, we get phone calls every day, uh, from people that, um, that just want to call and, 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 and figure out how they can help or, or say a kind word or tell us that they are behind us. Um, and it's been, it's been nothing short of phenomenal and it's, it's given us the strength to continue because if we had stood up and, and there was nobody, uh, supporting us, it's likely we would have crumbled by now. But, but the fact that there are so many people that are invigorated by what we are doing, um, gives us that strength to keep going, uh, no matter what the consequences are. Do you ever have moments where you think, uh, what am I doing? Um, no, because this is, this is what's right. And, um, you know, if this is this, this fight 
came to Frank and I. We didn't we didn't ask for this. This came on our doorstep, uh, and we decided that we were going to step up to the plate. And when we did, um, you know, we made a promise to each other that we were going to see it through, um, and that that this was this was going to be our fight. So, um, <clears throat> you know, it's a little crazy sometimes. I <laughs> it's hard to remember what life was like uh, five months ago before this all started, um, and even you know, seventy two mm. days ago. Um, before this really started when we reopened. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever take it back and, you know, give me the opportunity to change my mind a hundred times. And I'm going to say no, because we're determined to, to make a change and to make an impact and to take a stand against what is clearly wrong. You know, there's, you can't justify what you're doing. Um, governor Murphy, you can't, um, it's wrong. And he's clearly made this personal at this point. Um, and the longer that this goes on, I think the stupider he looks. You're out of jail, obviously, now. Um, yes. Uh, and it, are the doors still plywood over? They are still covered in plywood, yes. But uh, my partner and I took the day off on Monday uh, to get some sort of much-needed much rest and, and recharge our batteries physically, emotionally, you know. Um, <clears throat> so uh, yesterday we had a couple meetings, and, and we have... We have some plans uh, that we that we aren't quite finalized yet, but I think on uh, um, on Saturday um, we're we're gonna um, surprise Murphy with with yet another um, thorn in his uh, in his side. I don't think he's gonna be too happy with us once again, but you know, oh well. And when is that? Um, most likely Saturday. We we're we're just kind of uh, ironing out the details uh, legally and and logistically. Um, but on, on Saturday, I'll, I'll, pro- I'll, pro- <laughs> I'll probably announce that I'll be speaking at a rally in Trenton um, on Thursday, and I'll probably uh, I'll probably announce it then, and I'll put an announcement on my social media um, about what's going to happen and when. Um, but yeah, he's uh, we have a, we have we're not we're not out of the fight yet. A little, a little bit of plywood isn't going to stop us, you know. If any if anybody's ever seen, good for you. Uh, that, the kind of people that that work out in the gym um that i own um a little little uh bob the builder setup of plywood is not going to stop us from uh from opening our business <laughs> <laughs> uh good for you ian um appreciate your spirit and i appreciate the fact that you are doing all of this legally you're not setting things on fire you're not being like the left is um you are you are just uh, exercising your god-given rights ian smith thank you so much Okay, Thank stay you, safe. You bet. When you make the announcement, we'll uh, have you back on again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can say he's doing it all legally, but he's doing it peacefully. I think is what you were uh, uh, getting at there. Well, he is. I mean, he is just. He is not going over the cliff with the rest of humanity. I, I love. He's. I, I love that attitude. You know. Yeah. I, I swear it would. It would be. It would make so much more sense that instead of trying to make examples out of these people that that dared to stand up for their constitutional rights, that they just said, "Look, this is what we recommend strongly. Please don't open your gym." You know, if they want to say that, yeah. they could say that. But if if, if someone wants yep. to say, you know what? Well, we are opening it, and if people want to come work out here, they can. They should just respect that, and I think this would go a lot smoother. It w- a lot of the problems would go away. A lot of the problems would go away. All right. Uh, driving is the most dangerous thing you do consistently throughout your day, on average. I mean, I mean, besides that and going outside and talking to people. I mean, that, that's crazy. That's crazy thinking.
anyway uh it's easy to take for granted the fact that you and your family are zipping around here there and everywhere at high speeds um and for reasons like that um it's important for you to take care of your car and things like the check engine light don't have to go on a dress because of the expense that's why you have car shield car shield helps take care of the expensive repairs so that you don't have to and their protection plans can save you thousands of dollars for a covered repair you can pick your favorite mechanic or the dealership to do the work and best of all there's no long-term contracts or long-term commitments car shield has plans that are customizable their plans are flexible their rates start as low as 99 dollars a month and car shield has helped over 1 million drivers which is why they're america's number one auto protection company get coverage today see why car shield cars they go further Call 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000, mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 10%. It's carshield.com. Promo code BECK. Deductible may apply. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Tonight, we have a very, very important show, a show that I guarantee you, even the clips of it are going to be banned from Facebook and YouTube and everything else. We're going to be talking about uh, the um, uh, the the lies that are happening right now, the deadly lies that expert after expert after expert saying different things. But if you don't say the things that are approved your life is destroyed um and it is the passion really that they have this death cult first is the death of the trump administration and then the reporting of the daily deaths from the virus the deaths caused by republicans uh it is it is really amazing what's going on tonight i stand up for uh your right to know a different point of view to know and hear from the people that are being banned everywhere. Uh, we have a woman on tonight. She's a she's a, um, a doctor or a, I think she's a nurse practitioner, maybe maybe a doctor um, in the emergency rooms. And she wanted to come out and say something because hydroxychloroquine, she was she was told she could not prescribe it. Well, she knows that drug. She's the doctor. She believes that several people could have had their lives saved or would be able to get through uh, COVID with with far less problems if they would have allowed her. Um, But they started cracking down on everything and cracking down on the doctors. And she says this isn't right. And she was finally convinced by a couple of friends, one of them being Mark Levin, the other being his wife to speak out and so she did and she is a fireball she'll be on tonight but i can guarantee you even an eight minute clip out of the hour tonight they are going to suppress this and make sure that it's not seen so you're going to have to be a member of the blaze to see it you can come and watch it behind the paywall and um and share it with a friend if you believe that you are not hearing the full story, you are absolutely right. That doesn't mean that other points of view are necessarily right. 
But you should be the one that decides that. Not anybody else. So watch us tonight on uh, Blaze TV. You don't want to miss it. Also, we posted uh, yesterday uh, at Blaze TV, we posted a, um, a, uh, a conference that was held by these doctors. Um, and, you know, some of them I don't agree with at all. One of them is, I think, crazy. Uh, but the others are really, really uh, credible. Well, YouTube took the entire thing down. Google took it down. Facebook took it down. You can't find it anywhere on the web. This is absolutely wrong. We have it, and it is uh, on the uh, on the Blaze TV platform, so you'll be able to see it there. If you believe in actual freedom of speech, help us fight. Go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code uh, Glenn, and you're going to save 10%. Join us in this fight. We need you. blazetv.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Glenn and save. Where do we all turn when things fall apart? Well, if you're like me, you lean on things that stand the test of time. Your closest friends, your family. Or a cherished movie that re-inspires. The classics are made to last, and that's why we turn to them in good times and bad. I have one of those beloved things in my life. It's my Tecovis cowboy boots. At Tecovis, they don't see themselves as just makers of quality boots and Western goods. They believe that a good pair of boots can change the way people feel about themselves. Now, why is that? Why is it that something that you put on your feet can change the way you feel inside? Because the boots are a manifestation of things that last. Boots that can weather the storm and walk confidently to the other side. Cowboy boots are, and have always been, for the frontiers ahead. Find your pair at tecovis.com slash Beck. And face the day comfortably and confidently like the generations before. For generations to come. Tecovis, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Tecovis.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So a lot is happening in Washington, most of it nonsense, but I'm going to give you some some real news on a recap on what happened with Attorney General Barr yesterday and why this is happening. Important news. We've compacted it so it's easier for you to digest, and we give that to you beginning in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there's a man walking a slow, sure path through the iron gray curtain of heavy morning rain. The isolating rhythm of the downpour pelts the brim of his hat and the duster in the fast chanting drone he knows so well. He could stay inside, but the work of the land pauses not for any man, least of all him. And their cattle to check, fences to men. There's a hunk of land with his and God's name on it. And he looks around at the rain. God's keeping his part of the bargain. He steps on, and his, his feet are warm and comfortable in his pair of Tecovis boots. He likes Tecovis because they're just a good boot. But they also remind him of the man he strives to be. They're made by hand with integrity. It takes somebody 200 steps to do it. And they're half the price of a similar quality boot, but twice the value of a similarly priced boot. That's good enough for him at the end of the day. Find your pair now at tecovis.com slash Beck. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Tecovis, Western goods for your frontiers. 
So yesterday, one of the most agonizing congressional inquiries I've ever had to suffer through, and that is actually saying a lot because they all suck. But for hours, one by one, Democrats were grilling Bill Barr, but they decided they didn't want to hear any of his answers. They just wanted to get it out on the record that they despise him as a as an attorney general and they descended on him like a pack of wild rabid dogs listen to this what claiming the, my time yeah claiming i'm answering your question well, you gotta let him answer reclaiming my time on february 10th sir on february 10th i, I directed reclaiming my time sir reclaiming my time and i know you don't want to answer you are wrong, Mr. Attorney no, General. That was, he's found the investigation he had been no initiated evi- properly. He said he found Reclaiming no my time without political bias. He said he and found in no April, evidence. Reclaiming my time. That's reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. Without, without any remedy at all. I'm reclaiming my time. When, when people resist Excuse law enforcement, they're not peaceful. Reclaiming my time. I'm surprised at your lack of respect. Gentlemen, oh my gosh. Time. I don't want the time. I just want I want the attorney general to be able to have enough time to respond to accusations and questions. Ask him and you guys not cut him off. What you want is irrelevant. That's what it was like. The back and forth between the members of the Judiciary Committee exploded into outright ridiculousness yesterday. Yield back. I would remind Mr. Jordan, Mr. Biggs and Mr. Johnson to stop violating the rules of the committee to stop violating the safety of the members of the committee, to stop um, holding themselves out as not caring by refusing to wear their masks. Can we get the picture? Is, is it permissible if, to if drink it is, sip it is coffee? not permissible. Not, not to drink. We can't drink I'm coffee right in the room. Now. That's what they were arguing, arguing about yesterday. And by the way, if you didn't see the video, that's, that's Nadler saying that with his mask dangling off his chin. The Democrats came to argue they didn't care to hear anything from the attorney general. And when their arguments clearly lacked any real substance, they yelled and screamed about coffee. If you thought what happened to Brett Kavanaugh was bad, the assault on Barr was it set a new low yesterday. Jim Jordan's opening statement ended with a very long video showing the brutality of some of the riots. Americans are not stupid. We know what's going on in places like Portland. I hate to even gratify what was done yesterday with more airtime, but here's a small snippet of what Bill Barr had to endure yesterday. A neutral criteria. But you, you can't tell me whether you discussed. No, I'm not going to discuss what I discussed with the president. Can you commit today that the department will not use federal law enforcement as a prop in the president's re-election campaign? We are not using I just want to close with this thought. You really you can't hide behind me. legal fictions this time, Mr. Barr. It's all out in the open, where the people can see what you are doing for themselves. The president wants footage for his campaign ads, and you appear to be serving it up to him as ordered. In most of these cities, the protests had begun to wind down before you marched in and confronted the protesters. And the protesters aren't mobs. They are mothers and veterans and mayors. In this moment, real leadership would entail de-escalation, collaboration, and looking for ways to peaceably resolve our differences. Instead, you use pepper spray and truncheons on American citizens. Stop. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't listen to it a second time. Here's the thing. What more 
Can you give to these quote, quote unquote, peaceful protesters? What more can you compromise on? You're already compromising everything there is to be an American. You've compromised on our security. You've compromised on our our sanity. You've compromised our history. You've compromised our economy. You've compromised absolutely everything. And you know what? You want to say the protesters aren't mobs. Okay, let's agree. The protesters aren't mobs. But the general, the attorney general reinforced that point yesterday. But we're not talking about the protesters now, are we? We're talking about the rioters, the looters, the violent insurrectionists that state they want an end to America. It made no difference that Jim Jordan played that long video clip of the violence. It made no difference that Barr tried to make the clarification. Not only did they never give him a chance to actually respond, they didn't care. You could have taken every single Democrat out of that room and replaced them with Marxists dressed as Stalin. And you wouldn't be able to tell the difference in their approach. It would have gone down the exact same way whatever is left of the democratic party is now dead they have fully jumped in with both feet with the radicals they are now pushing within the halls of congress the same talking points that the violent street thugs are using jfk would be ashamed of that party his party has now committed character suicide The vast majority of, and if I may use air quotes, questions centered around the conflating of the protesters with the rioters and the government's use of force. And every time he even attempted to correct their lies, he was shouted down with, I'm reclaiming my time. I never I've never seen anything like it. Now, I'm not surprised that they didn't veer from their strategy. This entire thing, all of it, is about one thing. And Congressman Jordan hit it out of the park during his opening statement. Here he is. Fired. Now, how do they continue the cover-up? Real simple. Jim Comey leaks his memos with the express purpose of getting a special counsel appointed to investigate something they already know is not true. And that's exactly what happened. We get two years, 19 lawyers, 40 agents, 500 witnesses, 2,800 subpoenas, and a 30 million cost to the taxpayer, and they come back with nothing, absolutely nothing. And so all they got left is to attack the attorney general who had the courage to state the truth right from the get-go. The first time he testifies after he's confirmed, you guys attack him every day, every week, and now you've filed articles of impeachment against him. It's ridiculous. He had the courage to do what no one else would do at the Justice Department. Sally Yates wouldn't call it spying. Jeff Sessions wouldn't do it. Rod Rosenstein wouldn't do it. Chris Waite, Ray sure as heck isn't going to do it. So, Mr. Tringer, I want to thank you for having the courage to call it what it was, spying. It's amazing that one of the charges the Democrats are lobbying about Barr is that he fired a U.S. attorney because he was investigating Trump. The truth is that the Democrats are trying to impeach Barr for the exact same thing. This is about one thing, covering up a coup. Now, that was madness 
to say that a year ago, but the evidence is clear. The attorney general is working with the U.S. attorney, John Durham, to investigate the origins of the bogus Russia investigation. That makes him Democratic enemy number one, and they are desperate. They are afraid and cannot let the truth come out. But I don't know if the truth is even spoken in America, if it matters anymore. But that is what yesterday was all about. But the truth will eventually come out. Even so, somehow or another, I fear we won't be satisfied because there are too many powerful people involved. You know, when it comes to the inevitable fallout from Obamagate, there's one thing you can absolutely count on. There won't be one single high profile indictment. And you can take that to the bank. We know we have the evidence. We have the testimony. We have the written documents at the time. We know that Biden was the first one to bring up the Logan Act to go after General Flynn. We know that Obama told the FBI to reopen their investigation into Flynn after they had officially cleared him and closed the investigation the day before, saying there is nothing here. We know that John Brennan was getting information from British intelligence in unofficial meetings. We know that the, deb- the debunked Steele dossier was used used to obtain a FISA warrant to spy on members of the Trump campaign. We know all of this. But don't expect any big names to go down for anybody because they're all protected. They're all protected. They're all part of the clan. And yes, I use that word intentionally. They're all part of the clan that uses fear and intimidation and they use money. They use their power. And they are going to change the world. That's what they believe. Now, somebody is going to answer for these crimes. I think several people will. But the big dogs, they're going to walk away. The chihuahuas are going to take the rap. Somebody has to go down, but it won't be from the political elite on the left. The Democrats tried to destroy Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump will not go along with their hostile takeover of this country and the hijacking of the world. You mark my words. If you think that you don't understand a country today, if you think you've lost your country today, you will not recognize the country a year from now, this country, you won't re- forget about the what you used to think America was. You won't recognize this country a year from now. This is a multi-layer operation. The Democrats tried to destroy Trump during the election. Then later they doubled down after he won. The first layer is right at the very top. Obama, Biden, Power, Rice, Comey and Brennan. That's it. The highest levels of this administration in the worst scandal of American history that nobody wants to talk about, even though we now have the evidence. We have their own handwritten notes from that Oval Office meeting and then later revealed through congressional testimony and the FBI's documentation and their notes. But the second layer, the individual mid-level government employees, people like Bruce Orr over the DOJ and Peter Strzok at the FBI, there's more names involved, but these were the foot soldiers in the silent coup. Now, I have to point this out because as more information is revealed, you're going to see individuals from the bottom layers of the operation 
they're going to start getting into trouble. You're going to see the top layers insulated. They'll be protected. You, well, you probably won't even see the second layer, but you'll see the third layer. They're the ones that are going to get indicted. They're the ones that will take the fall. And little by little, those names are going to be revealed as well. Real Clear Investigations recently got their hands on congressional records. And now we can connect a few more dots, and I'll do that in one minute. So you're sitting there at the uh, table, a uh, fork deep and a tender, juicy pork chop. The fried rice steams off your plate and the vegetables you're going to ignore. Eh, they look okay as well. But all of a sudden, you hear a clatter at the front door. And the only time you hear a clatter is when it's snowing and uh, I think Santa comes in a clatter. But you know a clatter only happens at Christmas time or when there's trouble. You, you, you get up to see what's going on. Is it a salesman? Is it some crazed lunatic with a chainsaw coming to kill you and your family before dessert? Because that's white privilege. Well, either way, you're probably going to need a gun. That's when you remember I have Simply Safe. All you need to do is check the front door camera. Oh, it's Aunt Marge. Honey, get the gun. Your aunt is here. Simply Safe makes it easy and affordable for you to have the best home security on the market. Their state-of-the-art equipment, their round-the-clock monitoring makes Simply Safe the first name in business. And when you uh, pair how Simply Safe is set up with the fact that you're going to pay 50 cents a day for monitoring, it's kind of a no-brainer. Head to simplysafebeck.com, get a free HD security camera when you order your system. Stay safe, keep your family safe. Simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So let's let's uh, connect a few more dots here with new information that has been coming out while we've all been cowering in fear from coronavirus. Without the Steele dossier, none of this ever happened. Okay, we all know this. It was the catalyst for everything. Now, here's some news you probably don't know unless you're a geek like we are and we follow this. We know that the person as the, quote, primary subsource, the one who gave most of this information for the Steele dossier. We know now um, who he is, something that no one else knew. The FBI said he was just a Russian based source. But as per congressional sources and documents reported by Real Clear Investigations, Steele's main source was Igor Denenshko. Uh, Have you ever heard that name? Of course you haven't. Welcome to the third layer. Okay. These are the people that are going to get n- nailed. Now, Igor, or was it, why isn't it Igor? Well, it isn't. Um, if if uh, Igor uh, goes down, he's going to go down because uh, he's, ste- according to Steele, uh, he was hired to, quote, deploy a network of sources to dig up dirt on Trump and Russia. But the problem was that Igor wasn't living in Russia at the time. The source that the FBI claimed was a Russian based source wasn't living in Russia. He was here in the United States. So now we look into Igor and what he's what he did with sources because he had a network of sources. But his network of sources, as the FBI points out in these documents now released, were get this. 
his drinking buddies. I kid you not. The FBI concluded the intelligence gathered from Igor was nothing more than drunken conversations from his, quote, social circle. You can't make this stuff up. It's ridiculous. These drunken conversations were these were the thing that got everybody to sign off on the entire Russia collusion investigation. Oh, but wait, it gets worse. So why was this Russian uh, national that Steele was using living here in the U.S.? Get ready. More names in the third layer. Turns out that Igor loved to drink, and he had been arrested multiple times for public intoxication. And after one of the arrests, he was ordered to undergo drug testing, attend substance abuse therapy, and mental health counseling. Guess where you won't find this information? Yeah, not in any of the FBI reports. So maybe it's it's just me, but it seems kind of relevant to the credibility of this whole thing. If he is the original source of the discredited steel dossier that he was he was ordered to go in for a mental evaluation and he's a, a known drunk and all of his sources are his drinking buddies. So while he was getting arrested uh, for being a drunken ass, he was also employed. Now, who would employ him? Well, the liberal think tank, the Brookings Institute. While there, he became the protege of, wait for it, wait for it, you're going to love this, Fiona Hill. Do you remember Fiona Hill? Fiona was one of the star witnesses in the impeachment hearings. She's the one that looks, uh, she looks like uh, Snape, you know, from Harry Potter. Come on, I can say that I look like Colonel Sanders. Nobody's perfect. But it turns out Hill had connections to Christopher Steele. They were old friends from back in the day. And as per her testimony, the two of them had meetings in 2016. Now, something weird was going on at Brookings. Steele, the author of the dossier that kickstarted the entire Russian hoax, hired the former Brookings Institute researcher as his primary source, who was a protege at Brookings under one of the impeachment star witnesses and was actively meeting with them as he was leaking everything out under the FBI's noses. But it doesn't end there. Fiona Hill's boss at the time was the Brookings president, Strobe Talbot. He also met with with Steele when he obtained the copy of the dossier, and Strobe then passed it off to Fiona Hill. Strobe's brother-in-law, Cody Shearer, compiled his own dossier during the same time that mirrored a lot of what Steele had said. Steele then showed that to the FBI to corroborate his own work. Seems like all of this is coming from Brookings. After Trump won the election, it was the Brookings president that encouraged Fiona Hill to leave the think tank and pursue a job at the White House. Are you kidding me here? They are opening up a full-blown investigation into the role now of Brookings and what they played in this entire fiasco, riddled with Obama and former Clinton's uh, staff members. This may be the holding tank for the deep state. But you want to know who's going down for this? The drunken Russian and his think tank this is buddies. The Glenn Beck program. 
All right. Um, I want to tell you about Greg. Greg lives in Hawaii. Really interesting experience with Relief Factor. Last year sometime, his knee started to swell, and he made climbing the stairs and uh, walking distances almost impossible. You know, and if you're living in Hawaii, you want to be able to, you know, have the best life. Fortunately, he heard about Relief Factor, decided to give it a try. And here's the interesting part. Greg had been taking Relief Factor for three days, three days when he started to see results. The knee stopped swelling, the back, the hips, the shoulders began to settle down. And I'm a person whose life dramatically changed by uh, taking Relief Factor, but I didn't get results in three days. Greg was getting back to his old self, living the dream in the Aloha state when he got his life back. If you're living in pain, listen to Greg, listen to me. You have a chance to get your life back. It's not a drug. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more because it works. I've taken it three days, uh, three times a day for the last two years. Go to relieffactor.com, 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. Check out Glenn's show on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the code unmasked for 20 bucks off. It's Stu Does America and Glenn Beck, back to back. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're, uh, we're really glad to hear. I, I, I need to share some, some things on what I believe is really happening in our country. This is the most... Uh, the biggest, most well-funded and coordinated global coup I have ever seen. Uh, make no mistake, that's exactly what's going on right now. COVID was a very convenient tool to destroy the Western economy. Once you destroy the Western economy, all kinds of things are possible. I told you yesterday that there is a great reset coming. Now, we're not talking about a restart. Remember, we're going to stop the economy and then we're going to restart it again. And it'll have this V-shape. Well, that's ridiculous. And it's it was never tried before. It was a risk and it's just not going to happen. And that's not what they were going for anyway. They're looking for a global reset. And according to the World Economic Forum, the global reset will be decided in uh, January. Now, I, I, I want to just hit a couple of things from the economic forum and then i'm going to show you how well planned this really is uh first from the economic forum the virus hit when many countries around the globe were already demonstrating nationalistic sympathies by looking at their interest first often driven by the feeling of several who experienced or felt left out of the benefits of globalization who are they talking about they're basically talking about england and the united states uh, when england pushed back and said no we're, we're we want brexit when we hired donald trump to be our president and he started talking about nationalism nationalism can be very dangerous if it is coupled with socialism but nationalism by itself a pride in the country and take care of your own self first not at the expense of others but take care of your own country or you will not be able to be a help to anyone else that is a good thing but not according to globalists then they go on to say it would be a wasted opportunity to then only focus on a restart as we have fundamental issues in our society in our economy and our environment Okay, well, now, wait a minute. Now we're going to have the globe 
and the World Economic Forum reset our society and and the environment and the economy? They lay out three steps that have to be done. First, inequality. Due to unemployment, we risk increased inequality within countries, hitting the weakest the hardest. But there is also a risk of inequality growing between countries. Okay, well, there will always be inequality between countries, and the inequality here in America is spreading, but that's mainly because the government is favoring the banks. They're not bailing anybody out on the, on the bottom level. You'll, you, you see all of the entrepreneurs that are small guys. They're not getting any help. They're helping all of the big guys. We in the West, they say on inequality, we in the West can now uh, do something for developing countries, especially in Africa. We must invest. Why would we be investing in Africa right now when our economy is in the crapper? The second goal of the Economic Forum is climate change. The critical question now is how can we take a more and faster action with more emphasis on sustainability and circularity? And then the third, the third goal of the Economic Forum on this great uh, not restart. God forbid we have a restart, uh, but uh, what they are, uh, what they're calling a, uh, a reset. The third goal is to reset capitalism. A change in capitalism is needed, according to the World Economic Forum. The focus should shift from short-term and profit only to longer-term, incorporating value creation for people and the planet, moving from shareholder value to stakeholder interests. With the economy in a recession, it is tempting to look at short-term profits by declaring cash as king and postponing investments. That applies to both countries and companies. So what, they're, what they are advocating here is a change from capitalism capitalism to literal fascism communism owns the country the companies outright fascism is a public private partnership where the company and the government intermix that's the problem that's not a solution that's the problem now i want to go through a couple of things and show you how well coordinated all of this is do you know why our kids aren't going back to school our kids are going back to school because they're being taught right now government is in charge and government can tell you at the smallest local and home level exactly what to do and you will not buck the system but they're looking for healthy schools now let me define healthy schools according to the teachers unions all schools must be supported to function as community schools with adequate numbers of counselors and nurses and community parent outreach workers the demands in their list of demands actually called demands they demand also police free schools now, I thought that was the opposite way we were going, you know, with the heavier armed security because nobody can have a gun. So you needed to have police, you know, experts, experts. Police are used to handling guns. But now that police are bad, who's going to protect our kids? This is a safe school. But wait, it goes on. They also want a moratorium on evictions and foreclosures. 
direct financial handouts to those with unspecified critical social needs, a moratorium on charter and voucher programs, and standardized testing. They want adequate and equitable funding and a fresh influx of cash for public schools by taxing the billionaires and Wall Street. Since when did this become a political organization? This is Marxism. The uh, the funds, although not directly specified, according to Journeys for Justice Alliance, the Chicago based activist organization, they're the ones who authored the demands. They want a full moratorium on private education, not just charter schools and voucher programs. So they want to shut down all other education programs in the country. This is your teachers union. It's supported by Chicago Teachers Union, the Boston Teachers Union, and the United Teachers of Los Angeles, the Massachusetts Teachers Association, the Center for Popular Democracy, the St. Paul Federation of Educators, Midwest Academy, the Milwaukee Teachers Education Association, the National Educators United, the Racine um, Educators United, the Little Rock Education Association, the Oakland Education Association, and of course, the Democratic Socialists of America. So you have that going on uh, where they are right out in the open saying Marxism is the is the plan. But then you also have the 1619 project going into our schools. This is ideologically driven to destroy our history. When this is officially taught in our schools, America will be lost forever. It will be 20 years before we're before we are having teachers deny we ever even went to the moon. Or if we did, it was because of some socialist uh, that saved the day by figuring it all out. They are now um, they are now teaching this in our school. It's revisionist history. The New York Times, the the project's creator, admits that it's not history. They say this is just an imagining. Well, then why are we teaching this imagining in history? It needs to be real history. So they've got the schools right where they want them, which means they have the kids. But if school isn't enough. The reason the Babysitters Club and others, uh, other shows on Netflix are promoting trans and other LGBT issues is that, they, that Netflix has the director of inclusion for content and marketing, and his name is Darnell Moore. You're not going to hear this from anybody else. Darnell Moore is the gay activist who co-wrote BLM's founding principles. He's also an anti-Israel guy, an outspoken pro-Palestinian BDS guy. He was part of our Destroying the Family episode a few weeks back where they want to destroy the nuclear family. The Babysitter's Club and Shows for Your Children on Netflix are are designed and help designed by this guy. So they got your kids there. But they also have your your kids at sports now. In the end zones, they're now saying that social justice phrases are going to be put in the end zones. We already have everybody taking a knee, except for a couple, except for a couple people who are truly brave. 
It wasn't brave of Colin Kaepernick to take a knee. He got a deal with Nike. That's not bravery. That is gross capitalism. The ones who are brave are the ones who are standing and not kneeling today. They're being defriended by everyone. They're never going to get a deal with Nike or anybody else. They'll be lucky to get a renewal of their contract. That is courage. But now all of our sports teams are being hijacked, so your kids will get it there, and so will you. Meanwhile, we've shut down the economy. Here's a story from the New York Times. The coronavirus turns midtown Manhattan into a ghost town, causing an economic crisis. Gee, you think so? Well, what does that help? Why would you do that? Well, you would do that if you knew that society was headed for the the fourth great industrial or technological revolution and the jobs were going to be lost and everything had to be changed and and all the economies needed to be changed. And somehow or another, downtowns were all going to be destroyed and big office buildings. Nobody's going to go to those things. So how do we do it? Instead of telling the American people, we just cause this to happen all at once. And they'll be so grateful to us when the new normal and the restart, I'm sorry, the reset actually goes into play. They won't care anymore that we've taken their money. We've taken their goals. We've taken their freedoms. We've taken their businesses. We've taken their country, their religion and everything that they believed in. They'll be glad we took it when we return what little we can or care to. The dollar. The dollar moves uh, into a new era of weakness for currency as gold gains. Gold was up over $2,000 an ounce. You're going to see the stock market go exactly as my prediction, but I am, I'm wrong on timing. Two or three years ago, 2016, I thought it was going to be the summer of unrest. I thought it would be the summer of riot in 2016. Sorry, four years later, it's the summer of peace. I also told you at that time that the Dow would rocket and we'd have a melt up and it would go to 40,000. We could see that, but it's all about the dollar losing all of its value. Gold is going to go through the roof. So will the stock market. God help us all because it's a reset. It's not a restart. It's a reset of the dollar that is coming. And I'm telling you now, for fairness sake, our dollar and our value in our country will be just as much as it is for some of those darn poor countries in Africa. And then we can all be equally miserable. Mark my words, prepare for the restart and the reset. Choose which side you're on. It's going to be hard to stand for a restart, but that's the only thing that will save your freedom. All right. Our sponsor is Real Estate Agents I Trust. If you're like me, you've worked hard to get where you are in life. You've worked hard for a long time and you, you begin to have an eye for, uh, you know, someone else who's working hard as well. That's why I want you to interview the real estate agent that might be helping you sell or buy your next home. It is. Um, I don't know how to or I didn't know how to interview for real estate agents. I don't know what makes a good one. Do you? I don't know. Everybody says they do a good job. Well, how do they do a good job? 
Well, we figured this out with help from the 500 best real estate agents in the country, uh, as according to the Wall Street Journal. So we've created something that's a free service to you. You can have a better time of buying or selling your home than I often do. Uh, And agents who are working with real estate agents I trust, they're top of the line. They know the best practices. They're going to work for you relentlessly. They don't work for us. We interview them and we monitor them. So every time if one of them starts to, you know, step out of line of best practices, they're off the list. And we have thousands waiting to be on that list. Real estate agents I trust. The name says it all. Do your own homework. Interview these people. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com and we'll take it from there. Tonight, the lies, the politics, the so-called experts who distort science. Uh... We're not going to use our children as guinea pigs. The level of agita that Trump and DeVos are creating for parents and teachers are terrible. Why would a politician do that? Is the media endangering our children to score points against Trump? Glenn takes on coronavirus facts without the fear. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, do me a favor if you have Siri uh, and just ask Siri now for the definition of the noun demon, D-E-M-O-N, demon. Um, It comes up uh, an evil spirit or devil, especially one thought to possess a a person or act as a tormentor in hell, a cruel, evil or destructive person or thing, reckless mischief, devilry, or a forceful, fierce or skillful performer of a specified activity like a speed demon. Oh, so they have one uh, listing for the noun uh, of demon, and they've used police officer. So I'm sure the people at Apple thought, you know, if I have to think of a skilled performer, somebody that just is really great at their specified job, it's a police officer. I'm sure they didn't put that in there because of cruel, evil or destructive person or thing where you could call the police officers demons. No, 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 you're calling them demons because they're so good at their job. Really, Apple? Really, Siri? Whether you're working from home or working on fitness, it doesn't matter. You want to listen to what you want to listen to and not what your kids are listening to or somebody else is listening to. And right now is the perfect time to get a pair of premium wireless earbuds. Raycon, the way to go. Raycons start at about half the price of... Let's be honest, the Apple. I mean, they just gouge your eyes out. They sound amazing. Raycons every day. E25 earbuds are the best model yet. You get six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, and more bass and more compact design that gives you a comfortable noise-isolating fit. Perfect for conference calls, video chats, or just uh, listening to podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Raycon, co-founded by Ray J. I just got my first pair. They are awesome. Really comfortable. They'll fit in your ears. The sound is perfect. Get 15% 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buyraycon.com slash Beck for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Time to haul out the steaks and uh, spend some quality time with the family. And Unless the you live in Texas. Yeah. 
unless you live in Texas, uh, where it's a thousand degrees, there's nothing more fun than being outside when it's a thousand and standing over a hot grill. Welcome back. This is thank you. This is where <laughs> Rectech really uh, comes into play. With Rectech, you're going to cook outdoors, but you're going to be indoors because all you have to do is put it down onto the uh, grill itself, and then it's uh, what do they call it? Uh, the the high tech grilling. Uh, I can't find it, uh, but it's it's this this new high tech technology, the smart grilling technology that Rectech has that allows you to see and control everything from the app in the air conditioning of your phone. It's great. Rectech. Go to rectechgrills.com. R e c t e c grills with an s dot com. Go there now. It'll change your life when you're cooking. So how would you like to be a pariah in society because of your lifestyle, your sexual preference? Then everything changes and you're like, okay, I'm not a pariah anymore. Except you're not just gay, you're a conservative. Now you're back in the pariah bowl again. What the? How'd you like that happening to you? How would you like this? If you are part of the iconic image of 9-11, you remember the, the image of the three firefighters there on the smoldering rubble as they, they hoist the flag that they found on a boat? The 9-11 flag? Yeah. What happens if you can't use that image anymore because they were all white? Oh, my gosh. Some crazy news and some... Some really good news. I mean, if you're a social justice warrior on the language and grammar, we have your citizen update beginning in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So a year ago, MGM Resorts uh, reported a data breach that impacted 10 million hotel guests worldwide. And you're like, wow, that's a ha. That's not good. Well, they liked to update. It wasn't just 10 million. It, uh, they were off by a little bit. I mean, but who's counting? It has a one in it, just a few more zeros. Uh, it's not 10 million. It's uh, 142 million. And the, and the hacker is very reasonable. He's now selling the details of 142 million hotel guests for about $30,000. So you can get that if, you know. If you want to, I mean, it's still going to be for sale for $3,000 elsewhere, but uh, you could go in. Anyway, there's LifeLock. This is why you have LifeLock, because you have to understand cybercrime is everywhere and is getting worse and worse and worse. And uh, while nobody is able to stop all cybercrime, LifeLock is there. They have a system designed to protect your information. They detect a wide range of identity threats. They'll alert you if anything's wrong. And if there is something wrong, 
They have a dedicated staff to help fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using promo code BECK. Call 800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's LifeLock.com, promo code BECK or 1-800-LIFELOCK. Attention, you are about to be addressed by the Ministry of Truth. This is your citizen brief. The following is a sanctioned news imperative from the Ministry of Truth of the Woke Party. This is your citizen brief. This is the summer of peace and love. Lesson. All citizens must now open their telecommunicare devices to the Minute True app and initiate the daily lesson about the concept of dialectical racism. As we have already established, 2 plus 2 equals 5 because Western math is racist. But we now must also look at the problematic bigotry of Western words. Woke party officers at the English department at Rutgers University have bravely cried out for the oppressed persons afflicted by the racism of English grammar. They fight a millennia of linguistic bigotry by pointing out that the use of grammar is a subversive yet quiet form of racism because it disadvantages students of multilingual, non-standard academic English backgrounds. Instead, we must teach variability instead of accuracy. Students of all ages need to know the critical grammar approach, which seeks to be far more inclusive than our current inherently racist system. Grammar should be variable. It should accord to each person, each student's personal truth. Accuracy in grammar is a violent tool of the white patriarchy. One of the Rutgers Woke Party academians noted, this approach challenges the familiar dogma that writing instruction should limit emphasis on grammar, sentence-level issues, so as to not put students from multilingual, non-standard academic English backgrounds at a disadvantage. Walkowitz said, instead, it encourages students to develop a critical awareness of the variety of choices available to them with regard to micro-level issues in order to empower them and equip them and push against the biases based on white written accents. Grammar, like mathematics, is a construct of white supremacy, which includes transphobia, misogyny, homophobia, ableism, classism, capitalism, Western values, Nazism, republicanism, tradition, family, science, reason, philosophy, and evidence are inherently racist because they are inherently white, inundated with white supremacy. It consumes everything, the entire system of human life as we know it. Which is why we say that racism is systematic, like a cancer that has mutated to every part of the body. Racism is present in every aspect of our lives, to the benefit of our enemies.
the privileged oppressors who hate you and gain sustenance only from their bigoted glee. We must destroy the system. We must destroy it at all costs. We reject science so that our theories are immune to the homicidal violence known as criticism. In order to gain power and privilege that you so desperately crave without having to slave yourself into capitalism and the patriarchy, you must propagate this idea that people in power enjoy privilege and that makes them racists. If you call them racist long enough, they will start to believe that they are a terrible, worthless person, and eventually they will surrender their power or else. This is our victory. We will snatch up their power and privilege and use it to destroy what is left of them. Always make sure when performing this tactic, when you usurp their throne, that you never allow anyone to use the same tactics against you. If people say to you, you complained about the people in power, so you gutted them publicly, but when you took their place, you became worse than they had ever been. Spit on them. Kick them. You don't have to play by the rules and the demands of others. Spit on them for assuming that you can be guilty of hypocrisy. Spit on them for demeaning your loved experience and your truth. You decide the rules as long as they are in accordance with the woke party doctrine. If someone challenges your power, erase them, crush them. You owe nothing to racists and fascists. The revolution is here. The revolution is now. The revolution is everywhere. Remember, freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. Unorthodox loyalties lead to thought crime. Keep your phone with you at all times. The Ministry of Peace reminds you that our country must remain at war for the sake of your mental atmosphere and the social hierarchy of the nation and the good of the woke party. Destroy your enemies and think about our boys fighting for equality. Always remember, Big Brother is watching you, so do not fail. 1984 is right now. A lot of been a lot of people have been doing the smart thing, refinancing their mortgages. In fact, refis are now up 122 percent from last year. People are realizing that uh, refinancing during a period of extremely low interest rates can save them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a month. And as crazy as the world is right now, that extra money could be the difference between the hard times really taking root in your life and being able to weather the storm. So what are you going to do if you're a homeowner? You need to look into refinancing your mortgage, especially if you're paying 4% or more. American financing is the place you're going to want to do it. And here's the thing. The line is stretching out the door and it is only getting longer and it is going to get harder and harder uh, to get to the front of the line and to get a mortgage. Things aren't like they were a year ago when you could get refi at the drop of a hat. The longer you wait, the further you are going to be from saving money. So 
diligence, patience, and a call to American Financing today is what you need. AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net or call them. They're waiting for your call now at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Station identification. We welcome to the program a friend of the program, Rob Smith. He's the author of a new book, uh, Always a Soldier. He's a contributor to Turning Point USA. He's one of the guys, he's, he's a decorated Iraq war veteran. He was one of the guys that uh, was an activist in the movement to repeal the don't ask, don't tell law, which barred any service from, you know, any gay or lesbian uh, soldiers. Uh, he became famous uh, because of this. Uh, he was outspoken and he then let it slip that he's also a conservative, <gasps> gay, black, conservative. Holy cow. Uh, what's it like to live in New York City? Rob Smith. What is it like to live in New York City? Well, I'll tell you what. Coming out as gay was not a big deal. Coming out as conservative and let alone as conservative, but an actual gay black supporter of President Donald Trump made me a complete pariah in New York City. Um, there were people that were at my wedding that looked the other way when I walked down the street. It was very much known that who I was was just not accepted in this sort of coastal elite utopia of New York City. And you know what, Glenn? That is the exact reason that I came out as conservative. So I came out as, as conservative about two and a half years ago. And I did this, and I say all the time, coming out as conservative was harder than coming out as gay because it was one of the most disruptive events of my life. I lost friends, um, professional repercussions happened, so many things happened. And the reason why I, I wrote this book and, and decided to tell my story, the subtitle is Service Sacrifice and Coming Out as America's Favorite Black Gay Republican, Glenn, is because I get Facebook messages, DMs from people all the time that are scared to death to be open and honest about how they fall politically. And it's not right. So I, I you know, I just saw this today. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, since 2020 and just this year, since February, 34% in the U.S. identify as conservative. That is down six points since February. Uh, is that is that because we're really losing conservatives or we are just afraid to say we're conservative? I, I To tell you the truth, Glenn, I believe that there are more conservatives. I, since I came out two and a half years ago, I'm seeing this movement of different types of people in the party. I'm seeing definitely more black people, more Latino people. I'm seeing the people that are not your quote unquote traditional conservative because we're standing up and saying the left doesn't control us. The left doesn't own us. And as a matter of fact, America is ours too. And we can love America and we can support America as well. I do not think the numbers are going down, but where the left is really succeeding is in making people absolutely afraid to be open and honest about their political beliefs. Think about the language. 
if you support the president, if you're conservative leaning, you are, what do they say, Nazi, white supremacist, racist, sexist, homophobe, all of these different things. And there are some people that just don't want to deal with the blowback and will not be honest about what their political leanings are, will not be honest about supporting the president, and will certainly not be honest to pollsters when they're, they're polled about their political beliefs. So is that... I mean, because that's not the road you chose to take. You chose to take the the road of uh, I'm going to come out and I'm going to take the blows. Which one's better? Or are they both just necessary and, and part of the way things are? Well, Glenn, I think that they're both equally valid. OK, everybody has a decision to to make the decision in terms of the direction they want this country to go via the voting booth. I knew personally with my background in don't ask until activism and coming from the left and knowing how that works, I knew that in order for me to make the statement that I wanted to make, I needed to make it as big as possible. I needed to get out there, put my face out there, take the blows and to, to, to write always a soldier and to do all these different things because there are so many people that do not want to take those hits. And I'm media savvy enough, and I know enough. I, you know, I got, a, I got a degree in journalism from Columbia and, a, and an undergrad degree in, in PR from Syracuse. So I know enough about what is going on um, to have made the decision to make the biggest possible impact. But I respect people that just want to run their businesses and just want to live their lives and maybe not so much want to be out there and open politically to the extent that I am. So I think that they're both equally valid choices. So I spoke to somebody yesterday who is at our uh, Mercury One uh, leadership training program, and she is in her 20s, um, uh, just a sweet, sweet woman. And uh, she is she's, you know, opened her own business. She's an entrepreneur. And she said, uh, Glenn, I, I, I wasn't always a conservative. I I'm actually kind of new. I've. I've seen what's happening on the left and I can't deal with it. And then she broke into tears and she said, but I've lost my family over this. They won't talk to me. My parents won't talk to me. I've lost my friends over being conservative. And she said, I, I, I you know, I don't know what to do. I, I, I feel so alone. I've always wondered, uh, Rob, how do people who have had centuries of having to live in the closet, finally get out of the closet and then force others to go back in what is this this uh this gay stormtrooper thing that goes on where you have to abide by everything or you're you're non-existent or you're excommunicated so this is what i call it there's a chapter in always a soldier chapter 15 the cult of lgbtq right so this used to be a movement that was just about gays and lesbians wanting to live our lives, wanting to be married legally, wanting to serve in the military. That's what I connected to. Now it has become a cult that is taken over by every strain of leftism that you could possibly think of. And these people are told when they come out uh, as gay or lesbian that they have to adhere to every single thing that the cult says from um, transgender toddlers to nine-year-old drag queens dancing in a gay bar in Brooklyn at 3 a.m. Yes, it's a real story, and I get into that in my book. This is all documented. These are all things that have actually happened. 
so this movement has become a leftist culty movement. And Glenn, the reason why I decided to come out as conservative and do all this stuff and specifically talk about being a gay conservative is that I have lived the life that they are that the leftists are pushing to these young gays and lesbians. I believed all that. I did all that. And fundamentally, it leads down a path of destruction. And those what is being pushed by the LGBTQ left is not going to make these people happy. So what they want leftism to become is their new religion. And they want them to worship that instead of worshiping God, instead of thinking about um, personal responsibility, instead of thinking about ways that we can build. And this is how so many young gays and lesbians get sucked into this, Glenn. And I would hope that they would all read Chapter 15, The Cult of LGBTQ, because I break all of that stuff down and always a soldier. Talk to me a little bit about Joe Biden. We have about a minute and a half left. Talk to me about Joe Biden and uh, and his presidency uh, or his, you know, his viability as as a president for the left. Uh, He has no viability. The thing about it is, is that Joe Biden is a shadow candidate. Joe Biden obviously is not there 100 percent mentally. And the scary thing about it is that everybody around him on the left knows this. And they're looking to run a shadow presidency, which this man will be, he's going to be a puppet for the radical left fringes that have taken over the Democrat Party right now. They know this, and they want to hide this from the American public for as long as they possibly can, which is why they're going to try to avoid debates, which is why they try to keep him as hidden as much as possible. They realize this, it's despicable. They're leading even Democratic voters down the wrong road. Um, it's actually kind of sad to watch, Glenn. So uh, we're talking to Rob Smith. Always a soldier uh, is the name of his new book. Um, a last question: Which ones? Which one has more destructive power to it? Donald Trump winning. Donald Trump losing. Donald Trump losing will be more destructive because let me tell you something. What the left is doing right now is they are holding people's votes hostages. What they are saying is that. If you put us back in power, all of this chaos, all of the riots, all of this destruction will end as long as we're not in power. And if Donald Trump doesn't get reelected again, that means that that tactic works. And they will use this tactic over and over again in the future. That is why we have to reelect Donald Trump to to smash that into the ground for good. Uh, Rob, I can't thank you enough for being on. Thank you for your courage. You're being willing to be outspoken on so many issues and taking the arrows. Rob Smith, always a soldier, uh, available now wherever you uh, buy your book. Pick it up. Thank you so much, Mike. All right, I want to talk to you about Stephen. He writes about Shave Secret. I liked it so much, I bought a dozen and gave them to my family. Uh, this is this tells you a couple of things that people become passionate about this, but also uh, tells you a little bit about the expense. It's it's really inexpensive, especially for how long it lasts. This is what happens when you discover a product that changes your shaving experience completely. Shave Secret is the best shave ever. It's an essential oil that comes in a small bottle. Once you get it, you can throw away every other shaving product you own. You just put a few drops in your wet palm. You massage it into your face, your beard, your legs 
if you're women, whatever, shave away all the while eliminating all the shaving irritations that you usually have to deal with. Feels great on your skin. It smells amazing. It's also going to replace all those ridiculous foams and shells in your bathroom. Shave Secret, 100% natural, easy to use, compact, great for travel, great for home, made in the USA. Don't miss. Try it today. 100% money back guarantee at Shave Secret. Available H-E-B, Wegmans, Walmart, Amazon, or go to ShaveSecret.com. Use the promo code BECK and get a 10% discount. ShaveSecret.com, promo code BECK. Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is unmasked for Glenn Beck and Stu Does America. Tonight, new episodes. All right, I read this story the other day. By the way, let me give you an update on something. A guest we had. Do you remember the guy who was driving in San Diego? He was driving a uh, San Diego gas and electric truck, and he was cracking his knuckles, and somebody said, oh, my gosh, he was making the racist okay sign. Um, and it turns out the person who took the picture of him and accused him of that admitted that they were wrong, blah, 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 had nothing to do with racism. We had him on. And he said, no, I just want to go back to work. Uh, You know, I've I've been really excited about this job. I just want to go back to work. Well, we just got a note from him and he said, I regret staying loyal to uh, San Diego Gas and Electric during the interview with Glenn. Glenn was trying to go hard on them, but I wouldn't go there. But please tell him from me that he's the one who made me realize that San Diego Gas and Electric was publicly defaming me. I thank you so much. He's finally gotten a lawyer. As he should have. Good. Now there's somebody. There's somebody else. I know. I can't wait to talk to him when it's when it's really going. Uh, there's somebody else that uh, had to get a lawyer. Do you remember the? Do you remember the picture? The iconic picture of the three firemen host, uh, hoisting the flag over the World Trade Center. Uh, the rubble of the World Trade Center. It was a flag that they got off the back of a boat. It's called America's 9-11 flag. Very famous now. Um, and the three firemen, one of them uh, is Daniel McWill- McWilliams. He was the guy in the center of that picture. Um, he apparently um, joined a memorial mass to honor deceased members of the Vulcan Society. That's a fraternal group of black New York fire department uh, firefighters. And he was asked to be a member of the color guard. But the president of the society said, no, 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 you'll have to help in a different capacity. We want all black people. And so he was like, well, wait, wait a minute, what? Um, And he filed a lawsuit. Uh, Believe it or not, this is not a new story. This has been going on now for two years. And Keith Sullivan is the um, is the litigation lawyer from his own firm, an adjunct law professor. uh, And he he takes on pro bono cases, which is uh, what's happening on this one. Keith, welcome to the program. Hi, Glenn. How are you? Thanks for having us, and thanks for spotlighting this important case. Uh, I I can't believe this has been going on for two years, and I, I hadn't heard anything about it. Um, so yeah. is this being heard in traditional court now, or is this one of the fancy New York, you know, human rights courts? This is one of the fancy human rights courts. It's the New York State Division of Human Rights, which is a bench trial court where you can come for your grievances as opposed to going to the civil court system, which takes probably five years. So this took two years. The, the incident actually occurred three years ago. It's taken this long to work its way through the system. 
Now, I want to make sure I have this right. Uh, Daniel McWilliams, who's the firefighter, he's, he seems like he was trying to be really great and not a part of, you know, white racism or anything else that we're all dealing with now. Um, I mean, he he joined this mass to honor the the fallen black firefighters. So he seems like it's a stand up kind of move. How did this fall apart? You know, you have it right, Glenn. He's an absolute stand-up guy. As you mentioned earlier in the start of the program, he's the middle guy in that iconic photograph, you know, that occurred on 9-11. Uh, while they were, you know, dealing with the, the aftermath of 9-11, he and some other firefighters said, you know, this is an American moment. We need to raise the flag and, and make a statement to the world. And he was a part of that. So he's also a part of what's known as the color guard, where you, you know, you partake in various ceremonial matters throughout the fire right. department. And this particular one was Memorial Mass for fallen uh, Vulcan members who died on 9-11, which personally I take issue with. Why should one group honor just black fallen members who were killed on 9-11? Why not honor all 343? But but that, that you could do a whole show on that alone, Glenn. But on this yeah, particular day, his assignment was to hold an American flag in the and it's, aisles of the it would, church. It would be to me an honor to have this guy be the the color guard bearer uh, in any ceremony. I don't care what color he is. That's the guy that we all saw nine eleven and changed the way we felt on that day. I, I, I don't understand Absolutely. how. And, and right. Okay. The purpose of the service was to honor fallen fighter fighters who gave their life in service to the citizens and visitors of New York City on 9-11. It shouldn't matter race, color, creed, religion, none of it should matter. And unfortunately, to the Vulcan Society, to the president, and where I find the biggest fault, the FDNY legal department and the chief of the Department for Diversity and Inclusion, the woman who was on the stand, Cecilia Loving, they find this acceptable, this discriminatory conduct. They find it acceptable in today's day and age. And that, to me, is just stunning testimony and absolutely deplorable we are entering a time where this isn't going to be you know like ah just blow it off anymore uh because we are now being told that being white is uh you know akin to being a demon that you, you there's no salvation mm-hmm. for you and there's nothing good you can't just blow this stuff off um it you certainly if you were having and said i want an all white color guard you certainly would uh be nailed for that when you got in front of these judges if you can call them that um what uh what was the case how did you feel it it went so i think the case went in well you know cases when witnesses get on the stand you never know what's going to come out of their mouth But what we did is we took a a tactful approach and we presented white firefighters who were disciplined very heavily handed. I'm talking losing two weeks pay, forced to enroll in white privilege courses in a local college, subjected to two hour counseling sessions with a multiple choice question afterwards. I put this gentleman on the stand to do a comparison and a contrast between what happens when a white firefighter acts in a racist discriminatory manner versus what happens when it's a black firefighter who does it. And the black firefighter punishment pales, pales in comparison to the heavy-handed punishment that's distributed to the white uh, officer who was, who was penalized, who, who I believe didn't act in a discriminatory manner. But I used him 
as a compare and contrast position. When the testimony came out, now keep in mind, this is the woman who established the EEO office within the FDNY. And now she was elevated mm. to be the chief of diversity and inclusion within the department. Listen to those words, diversity and inclusion. And she said on the stand, and I was stunned. I, I threw myself back in my chair. I threw my papers down. I looked at the judge and I said, she just proved our case, Your Honor. Because she came out and said that requesting an all-black color guard and removing somebody who's white from the color guard because they are white is acceptable. That is a clear violation of both the New York City and the New York State human rights laws. It's a violation of the Constitution. It's just unbelievable that this could be taking place in a municipality such as New York City. But when you look at the failed leadership and the lack of leadership that we have in the city now under this awful mayor, and I'm not even going to mention his name, this is the type of thing that the far left feels they are entitled to and they're privileged to do in our city. And it's got to stop. And I, I applaud Lieutenant Williams for standing up for it, standing up against it, rather. I, 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 uh, I'll tell you this. You say it's unbelievable. I don't think it's unbelievable. You know, it's kind of like, do you ever see the princess bride when they say inconceivable and you're like, you got to stop using that word. (laughs) I don't think it means what you think it means. Uh, but that's the way I feel about what's happening in America today. I, I, I will be shocked if these guys have the guts to stand up. I mean, it, 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 that, I mean, you're declaring war on uh on the battle of truth right now i mean we know what the truth is we know what we've been taught we know what martin luther king was asking for that's Mm -hmm. worth striving for this is a complete reversal of uh of racist policies to make it racist in the other direction that's not a solution uh when are they supposed to deliver when are they going to deliver the verdict we expect a decision in, in, the, in the coming weeks. And, you know, you mentioned Martin Luther King, and I mentioned him in my summation. I, I said Martin Luther King not only said that I don't want my children to be judged based on the color of their skin, but I want them to be judged based on the content of their character. That's a colorblind assessment that he's looking for. He'd be rolling over in his grave. I was very pleased yep. with the judge when that um, Cecilia Loving stepped off the stand. He looked at the New York City lawyers and he said, you're going to have to explain how that testimony comports with civil rights rules and regulations so i'm optimistic uh, cautiously optimistic at that as i always am when it comes to the new york state and new york city judiciary when do they decide i think we'll probably have a decision um early fall after the summer sometime in probably september october we'll get a we'll get a verdict and you know and, and here's the interesting thing we had the opportunity to ask for a dollar amount and we did it I said, Judge, we leave that in your hands. We're not here for money. Lieutenant McWilliams is not here looking for a payout. Lieutenant McWilliams is here, and I'm here, looking for change. This needs to stop, and it needs to stop now. So what we're looking for is social change, change in the workplace. The judge may or may not award a dollar amount, and that's fine if he does, but that was never what Lieutenant Williams was looking for in this case. The day I met him in my office three years ago, he said, I just want this to stop. I just want fairness and equality because it's it's flip-flop tremendously and it can't continue well we would love to have him uh join you next time when we get the verdict one way or another please uh let us know we'll be watching this story and uh it's 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 quite amazing and thank you for for taking this case on uh for no money i i commend you for that thanks 
Thank you, Glenn, and thank you for spotlighting it. So, like me, Michael from Georgia has a German Shepherd. Her name is Harley. Also, like me, Michael was having problems with her eating food. I don't know if it's a thing with German Shepherds or what, but, I mean, they couldn't get Harley to eat. I couldn't get Uno. I haven't been able to get Victor to eat. Um, uh, I mean, it's you, you have to stand there and feed them by hand. It's ridiculous. Until... I put rough greens on his food and uh, Michael put rough greens on Harley's food. Since then, he says Harley not only eats, but she eats enthusiastically when it's time to eat. Her tail goes wild. Her enthusiasm goes through the roof. Sometimes she even uh, picks up her bowl, brings it to Michael and then starts barking at it. Message received, Harley. We got it. This stuff. I don't know what is. Well, I do know what's in it, uh, but it's like. It's like crack cocaine for dogs. It really is. They love it. It's not a food. It's a supplement. And it has all the nutrients and vitamins and the probiotics, all the stuff that's cooked out of the food, if you're, especially if you're feeding them kibble uh, food, that all the things they really need are in rough greens. And you will see the difference in your dog. Give your dog rough greens. Just try it for 14 days. See how your dog likes it. 1495. See the difference in your dog in 14 days. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. The longer he eats rough greens, the more he changes for the better. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. That's 833-GLEN33. Call him today. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Tonight, the lies, the politics. The so-called experts who distort science. Uh, we're not going to use our children as guinea pigs. The level of agita that Trump and DeVos are creating for parents and teachers are terrible. Why would a politician do that? Is the media endangering our children to score points against Trump? Glenn takes on coronavirus facts without the fear. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Tonight, 9 p.m., only at theblazetv.com slash Glenn. This one, if we even put a clip on it uh, on this show, I can guarantee you that uh, high tech is going to demonetize and remove it. Uh, they just did this with a group of, uh, of, of people that are doctors that stood up, um, America's frontline doctors. The head of that is going to be on with us today. She's the founder. She says that her press conference has been scrubbed for the Internet uh, from the Internet for very specific reasons. And she's going to explain those reasons tonight. This is an episode that big, uh, big tech uh, does not want you to see. Make sure you join us at The Blaze. You can do so and save $20 today if you use the promo code unmasked, unmasked. Uh, $20 off. Join us for the blaze uh, today and share this episode with your friends. We can't post it on any kind of social media uh, because uh, this is the stuff that nobody wants you to hear. This is the stuff, the lies and the deadly lies that they are using just to kill Trump. And it's putting our kids in danger. We're going to talk about schools. We're going to talk about masks. We're going to talk about hydroxychloroquine, all of that stuff. Tonight, uh, time you hear a different point of view. 
tonight and decide for yourself only on Glenn TV 9 p.m. Eastern time 6 p.m. Pacific uh, and all the other times you're going to have to do the math yourself. Sorry, <laughs> if you have Common Core. It's at blazetv.com uh, slash Glenn, and the uh, code is unmasked for 20 bucks off. You'll also get a new episode of Students yeah. America right before that. Uh, by the way, Glenn, I was looking mm. at uh, the Daily News, which was talking about hydroxychloroquine a little bit, uh, and the uh, article titled, Glenn Beck claims his kids had wussy little COVID-19 fever, and he expects to get it too. And it goes through yeah. kind of your uh, analysis. And I, I just want to highlight one particular paragraph here. Uh, says <laughs> I know what you're going to highlight. <laughs> I just read it verbatim. His co-host, yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. His co-host Steve Bergier noted the deadly infection impacts people differently, and the seemingly harmless sickness Beck's children are experiencing could be very dangerous to their out of shape middle aged father. <laughs> it's in the story (laughs) i love that they're out of shape middle-aged father yeah they're calling me fat aren't they that well it's possibly highlighting that you know i've maybe mentioned uh, those things in the past you know you know what i uh you know what i it stood out to me was the fact that they made hydroxychloroquine uh they called it a drug for right-wing conspiracy theorists like the epidemiologist uh, at the Yale, way. yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's the guy that I would. He's he's perplexed. He's like, this helps. What is wrong? What is wrong with us tonight? We're going to get into all of this. The media attacks on Trump that put our kids in danger. Deadly lies tonight only on Blaze 9 p.m. Don't miss it. This is the Glenn Beck program.